0: My family hosted Japanese exchange students when I was in high school. As a result, I have a bunch of Japanese sisters, one of which is a mountaineer, gear tester, and all-around outdoors woman. She loves hot springs and wanted to know which natural hot springs in Utah were good to visit, so I set off to find out. One particular hot spring looked like a dream with pale blue water cascading over falls into soaking pools. So I loaded up my Nissan with backpacks and a few friends to go check it out. Here's a description from nature YouTuber, Alan Carter.
1: We have made it to the hot springs. They're green. The water is a greenish. I don't know what minerals are in it. There's a distinctive smell to the water, obviously from natural minerals. And it is hot, it is heated.
0: Ultimately, I had to report back to my sister disappointed. What looked perfect on Instagram was crowded and scattered with trash and broken bottles. I was left wondering how many of our other natural resources suffer from social media related overuse. I talked to Chris Wonderley, the social media manager at Canyonlands National Park. He described social media as a great tool to get people excited about Canyonlands.
1: Our big thing is to allow for people to connect with the park, both people who have come here before or people who have never been here before, to see photos and read articles and learn about Canyonlands and Arches, really great scenic photos big landscape photos, blooming flowers, those kind of things about what's going on in the park right now, that usually gets the most kind of interaction from our visitors.
0: I also sat down with Ashley DeAntonio, a researcher at Oregon State University who specializes in the impact of media on recreation. She describes social media as a double-edged sword.
2: National parks and other public lands across the U.S., not just in Utah, have been kind of dealing with this phenomenon of social media. It's been manifest. One way has been... Kind of a change in use levels. So someone might post a great photo on Instagram of their favorite spot, and in the past it may have been a location that was tucked away that not a lot of folks had visited. And then once it goes viral or everyone starts liking it on social media, everyone ends up there.
0: My hot spring experience wasn't the only one. There are many other cases of overuse, and some are specifically tied to social media.
2: So I'm sure you or others have seen Grand Prismatic Spring, it's that big, beautiful hot spring in Yellowstone that kind of has rainbow colors, like red in the center and coming out from there. And someone had taken an overhead shot of it and posted it to social media.
0: The Smithsonian Channel described the overhead view of Grand Prismatic Spring as one of nature's most amazing sights.
1: Getting a chance to experience this colorful, steaming cauldron is why many come to Yellowstone in the first place. But there's nothing like seeing it all from the air.
2: And folks were kind of seeking out that same angle and causing social trailing up to this hillside around Grand Prismatic Spring.
0: Managers must choose to either allow the problem to continue or spend money to mitigate the pattern of misuse. In the case of Grand Prismatic Spring, the managers went the mitigation route.
2: It got to the point where the ecological impact of folks kind of seeking out this particular photo that they had seen online resulted in the park actually developing and building a new established trail.
0: Billings Gazette reports.
1: It's an area that some people did hike up to, but all the people hiking up there off of a designated trail were having an adverse impact on the resource. So therefore, the the development of this trail, one, protects the resource, two, it enhances visitor opportunities to see the really unique geothermal features in Yellowstone. So it's a win.
2: So there's a whole new trail that was just opened last summer that a lot of the emphasis for building this trail was to reduce ecological impact from people kind of seeking a specific photo.
0: But not every management agency has the funding to build new facilities.
2: It really just depends on the situation as well as the resources that the agency has um, to do additional management actions at the place that's become popular from social media.
0: Social media is an equalizer that can be used to affect change. D'Antonio and Wonderly both suggest that we can use social media to share our love of the outdoors while educating about responsible outdoor practices
2: think before you post, like what might the consequences be of you posting this particular location? People have a responsibility to act in ways to minimize their own impact in their public lands, regardless of whether it's posted on social media or not. You shouldn't be posting things that are illegal or damaging resources in our Parks and Protected Areas because not everyone who sees that photo is going to understand or know what the best practices are.
0: Other social media accounts, such as Trail Trash Utah, exist to shame users posting images that violate park rules or leave no trace principles. These accounts can have big effects.
1: If people tag Canyonlands or post it to our Facebook account, if it is a, an actual violation of some park policy, we would pass that on to our law enforcement staff to investigate. Uh, so we certainly do find people who are passionate about protecting public lands, so we do appreciate those.
0: One prominent case concluded in 2016. A woman actually pleaded guilty to painting graffiti both in Zion and Canyonlands. Inside Edition reports.
2: It's an American treasure, one of our nation's pristine national parks. Now look at this abomination. It's graffiti painted on a rock. It was painted by this knucklehead, Casey Knockett,
0: who uses the tag name-
2: He was caught via social media, via posting these paintings um, to social media, and then the public actually caught her and um, kind of made this well-known on a blog called Modern Hiker, and that's when the Park Service actually figured out that this was happening and were able to charge her with this graffiti. So, so in this case, social media could have perpetuated the graffiti, but also was a tool that folks used to actually enforce and um, kind of bring this person to trial for breaking the rules.
0: So is social media a tool to share Utah's natural beauty with others? the origin for patterns of misuse on our public lands or a potential mechanism to enforce park policies. Maybe the beauty and the danger of social media is that the decision is up to us. With Utah Public Radio, I'm Leslie Ferrero. Support for Loving Our Lands to Death
2: is made possible in part by our members in the USU Quinney College of Natural Resources, where students and faculty promote the sustainability of ecosystems and the communities that depend on them. Information at qcnr.usu.edu.